Oh shit. <laughs> just like, hey, I'm Marcus. And I'm John. And this is the Funny You Should Gave That podcast. We're talking today about queer movies and TV that have kind of shaped us and um, made us as gay as we are today. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it helped a little. <laughs> um, mild spoiler warning for old stuff. Not so much recent stuff. You know, avoid giving spoilers for recent stuff. Yeah, old stuff. If you haven't watched it by now, this a lot of this stuff has been Out forever. Yeah, like you know, I was like thirteen when I'm going to talk about some of these shows that I was watching. So that's a long time ago. Yeah, I don't. Well, when you were thirteen, when was I? We we're not doing this. <laughs> um, <laughs> um. All right. So, John, what was the first gay storyline slash character? that you, or characters, that you remember from uh, TV and or movies? Well, the first representation I really ever saw on TV was my so-called life. And I was, I was, I believe, 12 or 13. I watched it with my mom. But then one of the characters on it um, was uh, Ricky. And he went to school with, Claire Danes was in it. Um, and who played Ricky? I met him in Montreal. Uh, or was it Toronto? Somewhere when I was there for Pride. Um, someone, someone we, we know said they went on a date with him. I don't know if it was true. Yeah, um, we gotta fact check everything these days. But, uh, I did meet him. What's his name? I'll think of it. I'll look it up when you when you're uh, talking about well, something. Talking about mine. But he played a gay character. He was he was very flamboyant. He was very um, out there. And I remember thinking, uh oh, I feel like this is me. And he got picked on. Like he got beat up outside his locker. And it was it was based on a high school. It was, it was only lasted one season because all good shows really get taken off the air around one season because they're too real they're too well written and i just don't think audiences are ready for them but they live on in on streaming sites forever another one that comes to mind is freaks and geeks okay yeah, did I you ever watch that, that? uh i think i've seen like one or two episodes i watched it during its initial run it was judd apatow's first television Oh, he did that series, and it lasted one season. It's it's on. It was on Netflix on various streaming sites, but uh, James Franco's first thing, and um, Linda Cardellini. There's a there's a lot of actors that really catapulted their careers. It won a Glad Award for its representation of um, trans and, and non-binary because they knew they were being canceled, so they just pushed it, and I just felt that in, in a lesser degree represented everything. What about you? Um, well, actually I was gonna say Glee. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, I remember when because I was watching Glee, this was back when I was oh, I think I was like grade eight was when Glee started and I was watching it and everybody was making a big deal because that first season was good-ish. I mean, I don't want to say good because there's that whole documentary now about like Glee being cursed, which you know, I'm sure there's some truth to that. But um, I wonder if it's a correlation or just uh, 
It's all Lee and Michelle. It's all Michelle. Well, it's, sorry, it is a correlation between, you know, the things happening to to uh, members of that cast, but I don't know that it's causation. Yeah, I was about to say correlation yeah. doesn't always mean causation. Yeah. I did two stats courses. <laughs> in stats. Oh my god, yeah, you're telling me. That is also a gay rite of passage, you know? I try to embellish that I like stats. I did not like stats. Yeah. Oh god, it was horrible. I did two biostats courses. In this. Anyways, not what we're talking about, but like, it was not great. I don't like stats. Glee? Go on about Glee. Well, I just remember like watching it, and it was one of the first shows, and I will say actually the show I remember before that, that just came to me, was Ugly Betty. Yeah. Because they had a gay storyline in that. And, um... It was, a, it was transphobic if you rewatch it. It was quite... I don't intend to rewatch all of Betty. But it was, because you know how, um... What was the, um... The main... Not the, the mother, but the, the daughter that was trans. Because she went... She went away. Oh, And she came back, and yeah. that was always the butt of the joke. Yeah, that's right. right. I do remember that. I can't remember the character's name, but I do remember that um yeah you know i just remember we watched ugly betty like growing up it was yeah. such a like my family watched like the weirdest things we went from like watching survivor and stuff to like watching ugly betty and it was like what what happened but anyways um i digress glee was that one that i really remembered the gay storylines and every time it came up it was always like especially in a conservative family it was like oh why do they always have to have a gay storyline why do they always gotta you know pencil push that in and um you know i kind of just and then as you know growing up gay it was always like yeah why did they have to do that i wrote a paper on glee actually and for university oh really and it was basically a big rant about how it was homophobic and racist because they rely on tropes and just stereotypes about what gay men are the gay guy has to be catty and flamboyant and you know those are all the things um and it doesn't really have a well-rounded representation in my mind of what a gay person is but i understand if that's the only thing you're seeing you think that's well i think that was kind of a direction we were going with this episode it's like there were some really good there was some really good gay representation in the past but then there's also a lot that's just very stereotypical yeah. And, like, it's the butt of the joke or um, typecasted. Yeah. There's a lot of gay typecasted roles where it's like, oh, there's the gay. They're, like, you know, they're flamboyant. They've got a super high-pitched voice and, like, all that stuff. And then, you know, um, and they know all kinds of stuff about fashion. It's like Ugly Betty. Yeah. Um, which I never really liked because there's so many different well i don't want to say kinds of gay people but like we're not like a specific breed mm -hmm. i've met so many different people that are so different from each other but are gay unified yeah. in gayness um wilson cruz wilson cruz that's his name the guy that was on my so-called bike ah. so he is now on a, a show star trek discovery which, well, uh, yeah, yeah, which is very queer. They have non-binary, they have trans, they have um, 
They have a lot of minorities on that show. Star Trek's always been pretty progressive in that way. Mm-hmm. But um, Anthony Rapp, do you know who that is? I've heard of them. He is the um, he was when he was a child actor. He's the one that accused um, um, Kevin Spacey mm. of uh, uh, you know all yeah. the things he did. But um, when I was in New York, he was at the premiere of this Broadway show called the all, the Boys in the Band that I saw. Oh yeah. I heard of um, so I met, I met him outside the theater and just, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan. He was in a, a short that my friend directed for queer, and I met him at a queer film festival. But anyways, do you know who produced that play? You know, I'm going to say no. I just don't know anything. Ryan anymore. fucking Murphy. Oh, shit. Who produced Glee. So he, this was the, prim, the premiere of the Broadway play. So he was there as well. And I, and getting back to Glee and what we're talking about today, I kind of looked over at him and I went, what do I say to him? You ruin everything after the first season because he will set up a show and then let it get successful and then kind of abandon it and it goes to shit. And um, anyways, I didn't say anything. But the next day I was outside of the Friends building in New York where the Friends facade that they use for their apartment. And who walks by? Ryan fucking Murphy. And a cake. And I'm like, and I'm like, Ryan Murphy, can you stop, like, following me? I didn't say this to him. But I thought, okay, I've ran into him twice. Maybe I should go ask for a picture. Like, just whatever. I'm in New York having a good time. Mm -hmm. So I, like, walk quickly after him and I ask him, like, can I take, can I get a picture? He's like, I don't, I don't, I don't really do that. And I was like, what a Ryan Murphy reaction. And I'm like, fuck. Like, I'm not even a fan. I just thought, I ran into you twice. Maybe I'll say something. And guess not. <laughs> guess not. And I'm like, I don't even like you. But we digress. We digress. I. The more we talk, the more representation I remember in yeah. things. Some of which is problematic, but I'm also liking that I'm remembering this because I'm like, oh my goodness, I love TV shows that acknowledge that gay people mm-hmm. are in fact real. Yeah. Because believe it or not, we are here. And a lot of gay people are horrible in real life, so some of the re- bad representation is unfortunately accurate. Like, they're just catty, they're whatever, right? Yeah. Um, I would say, yeah, oh my god, I'm just, I'm remembering um, all of these things, but I want to wait, because first I want to talk about raunchy gay films. Okay. Because there have been quite a few of those raunchy, B-rated Definitely not playing in theater movies. Yeah. And the ones I think of, because I had early exposure to these, yeah, uh, were the Eating Out films. Have you heard of those ones? I have, yeah. Okay. I think my brother watched them. I, honestly, I never watched any of them in the full, yeah. but I had seen like bits and pieces of it. And I... Like, fucking hell. <laughs> Just... Some of these films, I would, I would watch these and I'd be like, who is this for? I mean, if you really want to see what some of these are, just just watch porn. Because <laughs> it's basically, like, those films was like the story part before the actual porn. And then the porn parts 
they didn't really show everything, but it's like you just assume. It's like softcore, right? Yeah, it was like softcore porn, but like it was the story, and it's like you know the story in porn fucking sucks. Even when they try to make it incredible, it's like none of these people are you know winning a daytime yeah. Emmy, but it's, it's like uh, this movie Get Real. I saw uh, when I was young, and I, it's not it's not exactly raunchy, but the, it's a, this kid he goes into this park and meets this basketball star or, so, or maybe soccer star it's a British film it's been a while and they like meet and they like make out and, and secret and like have all these secret things and I thought oh my god like I if a guy that played sports liked me like I would just be so happy as a, as a teen I want I broke the VHS I'm pretty sure yeah <laughs> I watched it so much I thought a gay who was into sports liked me in middle school once. Yeah. Yeah. Gay awakenings. Anyways. Um, what would be, like, a first gay relationship in a show that you remember? I think that... Or movie. Well, I, I know a TV show that I, I watched, uh... Six Feet Under it came out in the early 2000s and it was just it was an overall good show but there there was um there was a, a gay couple on it and you just you didn't know with the first few episodes but it became pretty clear that they were in a relationship and one was a, a gay black cop which you know maybe they were trying to get two for one on TV uh, and then the other was the funeral director talking about Brooklyn Nine-Nine no, no, six oh. feet under. Oh, oh my this God. was this was like two thousand one, I think. Which you know there wasn't a lot of representation for people of color where they you know they weren't um, they weren't in these subordinate roles, and he was he was you know a main role, and that's like and and to have gay representation, it was a real relationship where they had struggles and they fought about things and. They, you know, talked about um, having threesomes and jealousy and things like that. It was quite, for the time, very representative of what I I thought I I wanted. I I was young, I didn't know. I was in my first relationship. Oh, what were we supposed to know? We didn't talk about anything like that. And uh, I'd say also... First gay relationship in uh and representation of life. Still glee. Yeah. But also, while we've been discussing, I remember because I was binging this show in my last year of university and I never finished all of it, but was the masterpiece. Which? Uh um, No. Get into that, but um Oh my god, my brain is like just randomly shuts off these days. Do you want to talk about Queer's Folk till you remember it? No, no, I remember it's How to Get Away with Murder. Okay, I haven't seen the whole thing. You know what? I liked it, (laughs) even though I wasn't going to school to, like, you know, pass the bar or anything, and it's, like, very different in school, but I was just like, wow, this is what university's gonna be like. I expected university to have a lot more murder on campus, and it did not, because, I mean, between that and Scream Queens, I was like, murder is always happening on campus. Uh It's not. Um... But I remember watching that, and I really liked the gay representation in that show, because that was another show where it was on, 
my family was like, oh, we can't watch this because there's so much gay sex. And I was like, I know, isn't it great? What? Nothing. And um, something that kind of annoyed me for two reasons is um, the guy that plays Connor in it uh, plays a gay character and a very promiscuous gay character, mm-hmm. which they discuss quite a bit. It's a trope. It's because a trope. It, yeah. That's kind of true sometimes. But um, he is actually not gay in real life, as far as we know. Yeah. But he's not gay in real life. So part of that annoyed me because it's kind of like, I don't want to say queer baiting, but it's, you know, just why couldn't we have had an actually gay person play a gay character? Um, and also because he's really attractive and it's upsetting that he's not actually gay. Really. Well, you know what we forgot to talk about? What? Will and Grace. Um, Will and Grace. It's a little bit before your time, but as I was... You know, my, I I dated my first boyfriend for eight years, and that was what we watched all the time. It was all we had. Looking back, it's kind of the friends of gay shows mm-hmm. because the gays. I mean, the relationships never lasted, but we know that a lot of gay relationships don't last. But one of the actors and was not gay. The other actor only came out after the show stopped airing as far uh, to the best of my knowledge so there weren't any out gay actors on the show it was you know 90 percent white even with guest stars because how dare we ha- represent any anything other than you know just white actors on tv that was the 90s mm-hmm. so it was like a step forward but these these are baby steps and the representation isn't really what the community is or was even then yeah just wasn't shown on TV. Speaking of Graces, there's also Grace and Frankie. That was mm-hmm. another one that had gay representation yeah. in it. In older individuals, it wasn't just like high schoolers and yeah. people in college and university and stuff. It actually showed people, you know, in older age, being gay. That is the thing. Interestingly <clears throat> enough, Lily Tomlin was not playing gay on that show. Yeah. I didn't know until recently that she's gay, and also didn't know until recently that she played Miss Frizzle on the Magic School Bus. She's, she's my absolutely, I love her. <clears throat> I would do anything for that woman. <laughs> um, do you mind if we get into Queer as Folk talk? Because there's lots of versions absolutely. of it. So I <coughs> I watched the I watched the um, only the British one from the original run of of shows because they, I think the American version came out quickly after. Right? I think so. I haven't watched either. I've only seen bits and okay. pieces of um of any of them. I know there's also a revival that came out very recently. Brilliant. I wanted to watch it. I guess I will watch it when I get through all six other seasons. Somatic got canceled because it was such good representation on there, and it wasn't just um again the american version and the british version was all white actors it's like i understand why why uh non-white uh segments of our community feel underrepresented because in all these shows that were coming out that were so progressive and so um inclusive in name only didn't ha- didn't represent who they were and the new queer spoke. I, I thought 
because I was such a fan of the early British one, and that's kind of what the new revival was based on. The the new one starts with um, a club shooting. Oh shit! In the first episode, um, like Orlando, but they don't they don't use it as um to make the whole series dark. It's like these are the realities of our community. There's people of co- people of color on those shows, and how do we deal with the world we live in? I think a lot of queer shows uh, early on either represented full tragedy or this idyllic version of what gay life is, and it's just a party, and it's just you know going out and like being <coughs> being. <coughs> Excuse me. Y'all right? Yeah. No, I'm just like. I've... I've got a frog in my throat, like Tom Holland. (laughs) Tom Holland. Not gay. That we know of. That we know of. Anybody can be gay until proven otherwise. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot he's dating Zendaya. Zendaya? Zendaya? I I I should know this. I love her, but obviously not well enough to know how she pronounces her name. Yeah. Yeah, Queer's Folk is is that one I have been meaning to watch. I know there was there was quite a bit of discussion about HIV because this was in the time before yeah. prep. Um so that was like a whole thing and I remember there was a lot of <laughs> I just needed there, to know. Okay. Zendaya. Do you feel better now? I do. I I absolutely do. Well, th- there was a lot of discussion over like I guess, like, safer sex in that show. And I was like, oh, a condom. It's used for things other than preventing pregnancy. Because, let me tell you, and I know we can do a whole episode on sexual health. Yeah. And I would like to, because I feel like there needs to be more discussion of that. Uh, In high school, condoms were preventing pregnancy. We put them on the end of a broomstick, these... 30-year-old expired condoms, so they mm-hmm. turned to dust as soon as the package opened, and we got through those two lessons on sexual health as quickly as possible so we could watch Coach Carter. It was the weirdest thing. I wish I had a different high school experience, and I wish I did not have to use hypochondria and the internet to teach myself about sexual health. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, the, 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 not a lot of shows talked about proper sexual health and for straight people or for gay people but if, if there was any there in school and in in tv shows we were not represented we weren't learning how to have anal sex we weren't learning how to take care of ourselves in gay terms right it was just like don't get pregnant I'm like i won't don't worry yeah. it's not gonna fucking happen mm-hmm. um queers folk at the one last thing i want to say about the new show one season like i said all the best shows Cancelled after one season mm-hmm. because people don't know how to how to take it. And the the trans character on that show was amazing. They go back into her um her life when she was presenting as male, mm-hmm. and for the dead name they bleep it out, which is a brilliant thing. They don't actually use the dead dead name on the show. Played by a trans actor, just phenomenal. I love that show. Speaking of a show that has a lot of gay representation, that is being cancelled, and I'm pretty freaking pissed about it. I watched it, I think over the Christmas break, was The Owl House, and it's an animated Disney show. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
this show, I was like, I need something casual to watch that's going to give me this childhood sense of wonder. And my God, do I ever wish it was a show I had growing up. Because they have non-binary characters. They have gay characters, bisexual characters. And it's not even like, like there are parts about like coming out and stuff. But it wasn't even like something that the characters gawked over. Like, what do you mean you're bisexual? Or even, it was just so like fluid mm-hmm. with it. And I was thinking, wow, Disney is having gay characters that are not villains. Because when you look at older gay films, uh, older Disney films, you can tell a lot of the characters are, you know, kind of hinted at being gay. It's like, why are they always villains? Yeah. And uh, I loved that. And they did two seasons. And then they started, I think they have like a third season right now that they're doing like longer episodes 45 three forty-five minute episodes but they're canceling it and it's like why would disney cancel an incredibly popular show and i think their their response to that was oh we want to go in a different direction with our content i.e gay people don't exist because it's for kids and kids need to think that gay people don't exist until they're you know going through puberty and confused and don't understand their feelings well i'm worried that uh that x-men's gonna get kind of um, you know, straight wash too. Cause there's some queer characters I in the background. Where to Christ if Iceman isn't gay? If they have him in there and he's not gay, I'm gonna be pretty pissed off because he is gay. The the whole entirety of X Men is an allegory for queer people. Your chosen family, finding people you don't belong, your mutants, your you know, like your disgraced humanity, like that is all queer coded. There's such thing in in fiction as queer coded where that in historically they couldn't say a lot of these people were gay in literature, so they would write them with little clues that they were probably queer, like all the ways they operate with their straight world and their their uh, like ghosts and like Frankenstein. There's a lot of queer coding in that. John, you just literature. opened up a mind hole for me because I didn't realize that, and now I want to binge X Men content. Well, we're gonna do a we're gonna do an episode on on books and literature, gay um, superheroes, all two of them for sure. Well, there's no there's there's quite a bit more, and then I know, and but that's you know what I'm saying. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I, I, now I get what you're saying that there's not a lot of them, and there's just a lot of queer coded characters throughout history. Did you ever watch the show? Um, just because I know we were talking about uh, queer folk, and there was kind of yeah. a discussion about HIV and like safer sex and stuff like that. One show that I really liked that did actually, because when it came out, it was when prep started to become, you know, uh, more mainstream or it started to become available. And I remember it coming up and um, in the in the show, because I was late to it, was uh, looking. It was that mm-hmm. HBO show. So I think they did like two or three seasons and then they had a movie and I watched all of it and it was all based in San Francisco and stuff. And that felt very real because it talked about gay relationships and it talked about open relationships and it talked about like um one of the main characters in it was paranoid there was a few times where they were paranoid that they caught an sti i'm like wow that feels like me and uh you know it just such a it was so interesting but they did start talking about prep and there was also that like oh well like isn't prep for you know if you're super promiscuous, and it's like, no, prep is just something you take for, like, peace of mind. It's like a mind. condom. Yeah, it's like a second condom. 
That's what I, that, uh, I... It's like wearing two condoms. Well, honestly, like, it's, it is, um, it is preventative and it is, uh, taking care of your sexual health and it's part of safe sex, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, safe sex is a negotiation and it's, you negotiate your risk and it's up to the two people having sex how much protection they take and yeah. that's, that's part of it. I just think it's... And we can get into that in the in the sexual health yeah. episode we'll probably end up having. Do you, um, want, do you <clears> want to talk a little bit about newer shows, maybe? Just Yeah, I was just about to um, segue into that. Uh, one that I think is very much on a lot of people's minds right now is The Last of Us Episode 3. Mm-hmm. And I know so we I talked hear. about this. Yeah, you haven't watched it. But who didn't cry watching that episode i played both games do you need to play the games to enjoy it no okay no i i i don't think any of the characters uh any of the actors that played characters in the game ever they were told not to play the game yeah so that they would you know bring a unique perspective to it and unique acting experience to it and just every actor in that show was freaking phenomenal Mm mm-hmm but in episode three, there had been a gay storyline that was kind of like, you knew it was a gay storyline, but it was nuanced in the game and they didn't really get into it because it, there was, it was an emotional game, but it was mostly like just survival and just, you know, shooting zombies in the head. <clears throat> but in the show, they actually took this whole episode and they did this absolutely beautiful gay storyline, changed it from yeah. the game, but made it. excuse me so good that i mean i just i was in tears and like it would it was incredible i was so happy i'll have to give it a watch um i've heard good things and it it has the finale aired already yeah yeah. it's all out all nine episodes for season i'll get i'll get around to i don't watch as much tv i'm usually reading or writing something but like i do eventually get around to them that's definitely um i i really enjoyed a league of their own it was a reboot of uh of a movie from the from the nineties that had Madonna and Rosie O'Donnell in it, and um, and it was about a female um, baseball league while while all the men were at war, mm-hmm. so there were no men, not enough men around to play, so they had this league. I don't remember how many years. It's based on a true story, but a lot of the women playing were queer, obviously, because like it's. Um, tomboys and and lesbians don't always abide by social structures and and the the constructs that are built for them right it's not that all queer women want to play baseball but a lot of queer women reside outside of those lines mm-hmm. and i thought that the the show really handled how some queer women were married still and when they were away with all these women, they kind of went to these bars and things and did, did all their, all their lesbian lifestyle that they couldn't do openly in the public. It was really interesting and really well done. People are pissed because they're getting a second season, but it's only four episodes. Oh. So, because. They keep doing this to, to our gay shows. Because, because the, the rest of America and a lot of straight people will go, that's that doesn't reflect me. How could I watch something that is not exactly about my life? Well, us queer people have been watching straight shows for 
since we were born, you know? And to them I say, suck it up, buttercup. Funny, <laughs> for a funny gay, you know, representation in the show. Um, gay character, I wouldn't say it's the most, it's, it's definitely the most interesting representation mm-hmm. on this list was from uh, The Boys. Yeah. So, and I mean, just, I can't remember, what is this, like, season two or season three? I think three? it's season three. Yeah. But the, the sneeze. I know, the sneeze. <laughs> we, won't, we won't spoil too much, but... If you've seen it, you know. Honestly, <clears throat> the, we're at a point where I don't think every gay character needs to be this uh, beacon of, of morality or good representation anymore. Like, we can have... They were doing drugs at a party, and a sneeze ends up basically killing someone yeah you know it's like sex sent me to the er it's like they skipped the er and went straight to the morgue oh yeah they're they're dead for sure and that doesn't i don't think that gives anything away but not all the gay characters in that show are necessarily evil or or good or tragic they're just kind of like they're good and bad people that are that are gay like they're it's a there's gray area there i think it's i think it's good um, another show I remember, I can't remember if I watched this during the pandemic or before, but it was, uh, Tales of the City, mm-hmm. which was, was it Laura Linney and, um, Elliot Page and a few other people that I just can't remember names right now. It's, it's based on a series <laughs> of books, huh? Yeah. I know there was an original show, mm-hmm. um, and then they did this new one and it, that, was like a comfort show to me because they also had one of the characters that's in White Lotus and also in or the, the actors, Last of Us. Yeah. Um, well, oh my god, yelling yeah, the actors. You can tell I'm tired. And, um, <laughs> and it was so good because once again, they, they talked about a character who was uh, undetectable, which they never really talk about in shows anymore. They did talk about it in Looking, but this was an undetectable character. They explained it, and it was it, it was just so good. They um, yeah. had a very good trans storyline. I, th- I found better, it a bit but... flowery, like a little bit in part. Yeah, every yeah. once in a while we need a bit of flowery stuff. But it was it it I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, and there was multiple layers to it, multiple stories going on. I remember that those. old lady. That yeah. Old, that's I, it's been a while since I watched it. Yeah. And imaginable. Um, but I want to be one of those, like, I, I want to, in my old age, have, like, a sanctuary for gay people. Hopefully, at that point, we still don't need sanctuaries, but I would love to have that kind of setup. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> White Lotus, you wanted to discuss that? Yeah, it just, it's the same as uh, the boys, where the, the gay characters don't always have to be these wonderful people. They can be kind of villains, and they are kind of, they, I, I would say they are in that show, uh, at least some of them. Mm-hmm. They're not the they're not the best people. Um uh, also Big Mouth. Yeah, Big Mouth and Human Resources, they talked about it, which I haven't I, I haven't watched many of the newer seasons of Big Mouth. I just haven't gotten to mm-hmm. it. But I know they do talk quite a bit about, you know, coming out and kind of being gay and stuff and for it's it's odd because it's like it would be good for younger audiences, but it is meant for people that are over eighteen. So mm-hmm. it's you know it's just kind of now people that are over eighteen that watch it. It's just kind of sad, but um, I would say probably just to wrap it up. One of the most recent shows I've watched was the latest season of American Horror Story, um, American Horror Story NYC, 
Yeah. Not to spoil that too much, but it's all gay storylines. And there was a lot of commentary that it kind of misrepresented the kink community. Um, I can see that watching it. But there was a lot of stuff, and in the last couple episodes, it really kind of, it it builds into um, the start, or at least realization that there was something going wrong in the 80s in the gay community, and it was the HIV pandemic. And the way it represented yeah. it artistically was just so powerful, and I mean, I was in tears watching it, and because... Um, and I just it 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 made me look into documentaries about the HIV pandemic to you know really just delve into it and and understand it better. And I feel like I had you know it was important that I that I do that. <clears throat> I think we should end the episode just because for time wise, mm-hmm. um, I don't think this will will be our last episode that we talk about this kind of thing. I think we'll think of things that we didn't talk about. What's coming to mind right now is Everything Everywhere All at Once, which is a mainstream queer movie with, with queer characters. I think we need to devote more time to... We need a whole episode on that. For sure. Yeah. So I think we will revisit this. We are always talking about culture and things like that, but... Uh, there will be a part two. We're not going to run out of ideas. I mean, how could we not talk about Brokeback Mountain and how they had sex after eating beans? Yeah, there's some there's some misrepresentation. So I think for today, um, I hope you enjoyed our our first uh, delve into queer movies and TV and and the things they got right and the things they got wrong. But we're gonna we're gonna revisit this. So thank you for listening. Please subscribe and follow. Um, and um, also comment on this podcast if there's any movies or TV shows that we didn't mention that you want to hear more about. Yeah, we'll leave a little question option for you. Um, yeah. All right. Have a good one. See you next time.